0: Welcome to sincerely yours a little corner of the audio world for inspirational informative content to help you build flow and grow as a business owner content creator and person i'm your host sam and i'm a marketing communications specialist business owner a lifelong learner content creator and a mom for those of you tuning into sincerely yours for the first time welcome be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and if you're a returning listener Welcome back and thank you so much for your continued support. In a world where marketing messages bombard us from all angles, let's explore how to use marketing to build sincere and meaningful connections with people. It is my absolute pleasure and privilege to bring you today's episode of Sincerely Yours. Now, let's dive in. everybody, welcome back for another episode of Sincerely Yours, where we talk all things marketing and business to help you grow and flow as a business owner, content creator and a whole person. So following our last episode about what the TikTok ban means and how email marketing can help you regain your marketing power, I want to dive into some things to look out for before you send that email off to your subscribers. In this episode, we'll cover some key requirements you must comply with when conducting email marketing campaigns in Australia. We'll also discuss the Australian Privacy Laws, Spam Act, and rules for subscribing and unsubscribing. We'll also touch on GDPR opt in regulations and the consequences of non compliance with these requirements. So, if you're thinking about sending out an email campaign, there are some basic rules that are critical to ensure that your email marketing campaign is above the line in legal terms. While I'm not a lawyer, What I'm sharing today are really basic marketing compliance rules that any marketers who know this stuff will be across. And if you want to DIY your marketing campaign, you really should keep them in mind. So let's start by discussing the Australian privacy laws. Under the Australian privacy laws, businesses must obtain the individual's consent before sending them marketing emails. This means that companies must have a clear and conspicuous opt-in process that requires the individual to provide express consent to receive marketing emails. Now, another legislation to keep in mind for email marketing is the Spam Act. The Spam Act outlines the legal requirements for sending commercial electronic messages in Australia. You've probably heard about the Spam Act regarding spam SMSs, but the Spam Act also applies to email marketing campaigns. Now, in Spam Act, there are four key requirements that talks about commercial electronic messages. The first requirement is consent. And as I mentioned earlier, this means businesses must obtain the recipient's consent before sending the marketing emails. The second is identify. The message must identify the sender and include accurate contact details. Third is unsubscribe. The message must include a functional unsubscribe facility, which allows the recipient to opt out of future emails. Number four is honouring unsubscribe requests. So once a recipient has unsubscribed, the business must honour the request within five business days. Now, if you're following so far, the SPAM Act and Australian privacy laws are Australian legislations about commercial electronic messages and marketing. There is another set of data protection laws you've probably heard of, and that's the GDPR, which stands for the General Data Protection Regulation. It's a mouthful, so it will now be referred to as GDPR. The GDPR is a set of data protection laws that apply to businesses operating in the European Union. Under the GDPR, companies must obtain the individual's explicit consent before sending them marketing emails. Like the SPAM Act, businesses must have a clear and unambiguous opt-in process requiring the individual to provide explicit consent to receiving marketing emails. Now, if you're thinking, I'm an Australian business registered and trading in Australia, does the GDPR apply to me? The Australian Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade shared that the GDPR applies to Australian organisations with an established presence in the EU, such as branch offices in one or more EU states. However, the focus of GDPR and the scope of cover is more on personal data rather than geography. That means if you have any sort of online presence, usually a website, you've gone global. The DFAT website mentions that GDPR applies to organisations of any size that processes data about EU data subjects, whether they are customers, consumers, business partners, suppliers, employees or other individuals. So even if your business supply and demand chain consists of all Australian organisations and individuals, think about a number of people from the EU who might be in the country on a permanent visa, temporary visa or travel visa. They may be browsing your site or submitting personal information such as email, credit card details, etc. So in that way, you are required to comply with the GDPR. So what are the consequences of non-compliance with these requirements? If found in breach, the consequences can be quite severe. For instance, businesses breaching the spam act can face fines of up to 2.1 million Australian dollars daily. Similarly, Companies that breach the GDPR can face fines of up to 4% of their global turnover or 20 million euros, whichever is greater. So, with such significant and hefty fines, how do we ensure that we are crossing the T's and dotting the I's regarding email marketing compliance? Well, firstly, businesses should ensure there's a clear and conspicuous opt in process. You must demonstrate that data subjects have been informed about the right to consent and that the consent was freely given. Specific, and unambiguous. The opt-out process from five years ago needs to be updated if you're still using it. It is a given that opt-out checkbox or pre-ticked opt-in needs to be replaced with an optional opt-in that says something like, I would like to sign up to receive email updates from your company name. Even better, provide two checkboxes, one with the opt-in clause and another that says, no thanks, I don't want to hear about offers and services. A study by Eric Johnson titled Defaults, Framing, Privacy, Why Opting In and Opting Out tested the results of offering opt-in and opt-out. In that study, when customers were provided with both a yes or no choice, with neither of them pre-ticked or pre-checked, 88.5% of people gave permission. And that was in contrast to the pre-tick and default option. Where the default opt in option only had 73.8% participate, and default opt out message saw 96.3% of users opt out. So, secondly, whenever requested, you also need to be able to provide a copy of the data provided, explain how the data is used and any third party access, and indicate how long it will be stored within a month from when the request was made. This is when it is helpful to keep your customer data not on an Excel spreadsheet or Google sheet, but in your website, CMS, or legitimate email marketing platforms such as MailChimp or ConvertKit. These platforms enable you to pull a record of how the data was accessed, what emails were served to the person requesting the data, etc. So you're not caught out. Now, the third point talks about anonymity or pseudom, this is mouthful, pseudonymization. So when necessary, you must be able to transform identifying data in a manner that prevents people from unauthorized access from tracking it back to an individual. This again usually means using a robust email marketing system and having a website CMS. Now, rectification is also a point to note in GDPR. You must comply with any request to have inaccurate data corrected. Mm, point number five here is a big one. Object to or restrict data processing. If an individual object to processing their data or requests for it to be restricted, you must provide a legal and compelling reason for continuing to do so, or demonstrate the data is processed in the limited circumstances and only within the data subject's consent. If an individual requests to unsubscribe, you'll have to comply unless there is a legal or compelling reason to do so. So this will be more applicable in a healthcare setting, such as appointment notification or medical reminders, for example. The objection or restriction to data processing also includes the website Cookies Consent. If your website doesn't have a Cookies Consent tick box, please turn it on as you risk GDPR breaching for not giving users the option to opt in. Point number six here is data portability, which is also an interesting one. It says you must comply with any request by a data subject to have their personal data transferred to another organization, such as a competitor. For example, if you're a nutritionist and your client has ended their service with you and requested that you send a copy of their data to a competing nutritionist, you are legally obliged to do so. Um, In this circumstance though, it is best practice to obtain written consent from your client before transferring any data, including the reason for transfer, the date and the transfer details. That way you'll cover in case of any future disputes. The seventh point in GDPR covers erasure or the right to be forgotten. This means the individual has the right to withdraw consent that was previously given. If requested, you must permanently remove their data from wherever it is held in your organisation. Like the Privacy Act, you need to provide explicit advice to unsubscribe and to contact details about whom individuals can contact to remove their data and you have to comply. In email marketing, this means a simple unsubscribe link at the bottom of your emails and also include a contact email address. Now finally, GDPR also covers notification of a breach. Supposedly if um, there's a data breach and the data breach is highly likely to compromise the rights of an individual. In that case, you must notify the individual immediately and inform the relevant supervisory authority within 72 hours of becoming aware of the breach. If you live in Australia, you would likely be quite familiar with some of these data breaches that has happened, um, as there were several significant breaches that have happened over the past 12 months, and they're in incredibly high-profile organisations too. Now, how these organisations have handled the data breach is really for the court of public opinion to judge. But if, for example, your email marketing platform or Etsy shop have been compromised, you must notify customers of the breach and notify either your state's information commissioner or the Australian Government Office of the Australian Information Commissioner, who can advise you on the next steps. Based on the points I've discussed so far above, the GDPR and the Australian Privacy Act 1988 are aligned. So if you already have a privacy policy and security measures that's compliant with the Australian Privacy Act in 1988, you are likely to be compliant with GDPR. However, suppose you don't have a privacy policy on your website. In that case, putting one on your website is highly encouraged, especially if you're collecting personal information such as email addresses. Okay, so far we've talked about the various privacy laws, the spam act, gdpr things to do to stay compliant and the consequences of breaching the privacy laws complies with these legal requirements is essential for any business conducting email marketing campaigns but more than that complying with legal requirements convey to your customers and the site users that you're legitimate know what you're doing and you care so remember ensure you have a transparent opt-in process Include a clear unsubscribe message and facility. Provide accurate contact details for unsubscribing and updating details. Ensure you have a cookie opt-in message on your website and finally honor unsubscribe requests. Right, that is everything I have to say today on our podcast episode on the legal things to look out for in email marketing. I hope you found this episode informative. If you're interested in email marketing, I have a guide to email marketing success coming soon with a breakdown on the different email marketing platforms, content ideas, and best practices. You can sign up to receive the guide on my website, sincerecopy.com slash contact. I'll place a link in this week's um, episode description. If you have any questions or comments, please get in touch with us. Until next time, take care. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode of Sincerely Yours. Don't forget to check out the show notes or description for links to any resources or references mentioned in this episode. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future topics, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at SincereCopy or my email hello at sincerecopy.com. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the show, leave a review, and share this episode with someone. Sincerely Yours is a new podcast and I'm really new at this too, so your feedback will help me improve the show and create episodes that will be valuable for you. I'm your host Sam, see you next time for another episode of Sincerely Yours.